Alright, how is everyone doing? Welcome to the first episode of our new podcast, Strum and Drum. Hello everyone, how are you getting on? So, I suppose we begin by explaining why we started this podcast. Yes, and we'll, do we need to say who we are? Uh, I suppose, well we know each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Dave Donahue. I'm a guitar teacher. And uh, Avian Craddock here, and I'm teaching drums alongside Dave for years and years in Campbell's yep. Tavern and elsewhere. <coughs> so yeah, the reasons for setting up the podcast... Um, just to <coughs> I suppose refine what we're doing ourselves will be one of the main goals yep um, oh yeah so this podcast is to is to to just share teaching ideas specifically around the subject of music yeah just uh, like we are saying lately like we'd always end up chatting about teaching things we're doing and sharing tips with each other and we thought why not just record it um, because even one or two students I teach I'll be sharing bits of teaching tips with them if they're teaching themselves. Yep. So just to put it on documentation. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something as well that, like, I wouldn't be interested in, in guarding or, you know, having my own set of lessons that I want to guard or keep for myself as my own thing. Like, it's definitely, the more you learn, the more the better able you're te- able to teach when it comes to the teaching, whether it's, I'm a primary school teacher as well, so whether it's primary school or drum lessons or whatever the more tips you pick up and discuss the better because what ends up happening inevitably is that you'll nearly you'll always have your few bankers and your few flavours of the month I'd say Mm. and that's generally how it goes and your flavours of the month didn't change a lot and you might go with them for a year or two and then go oh yeah I used to do that thing a couple of years ago that actually worked really well but it's through having the conversation that you're just really refining your skill because it's such a variable uh, skill and craft teaching like it just can there's so many things that can change as you're going through oh completely and especially let's say a new band comes out and all of a sudden that band uses a specific rhythm pattern or a specific chord all of a sudden teaching can sort sort of take an angle that way yeah but definitely yeah refining the whole time and like you were saying um, garden techniques and methods and stuff no oh no <laughs> it's just yeah. like the more I share the better anyways it gets for me yeah exactly yeah and I'd be very surprised when that rhythm does go away there. I want to sing Shape You, but I don't want to flag, get flagged oh, for copyright. Any song, any song. <laughs> yeah, any song. so that's um, that's why we started the podcast. And it's basically going to be about, as Ava was saying, music, ideas and education. Mm-hmm. And all those interlaps. So it's cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I suppose, uh, how do people get in touch with us if they want to contribute uh, if they want to contribute, yeah, I suppose on each of our pages, on your Drumador page or mm. on my Kaizen Guitar Academy page, and uh, post some private messages there about yeah. topics they like to see discussed and things like that. Yeah, or even on our, our own pages would be good. But yeah, if you want to see, just get in touch if you want to see any um, topics covered because we can go anywhere. Yes, yeah. and we probably will. <laughs> I'm, I'm the world's worst for just going on tangents. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so we'd written down a few things we discussed today. Yeah. Um. So the the question of uh, that I get asked, and I'm sure you do as well, Dave, a lot, is how do I get my child into music, or I would love my child to play music. How do I go about it? And that's what the overarching theme of today's podcast is going to be. But as we said, could end up talking about pretty much anything. But we'll start there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll intend to start. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so probably the first thing that comes up there often is what age 
the eternal question of what age do you start your child to play music yeah like for me it varies like let's say when I began teaching first I'd say oh 12 years old is the best year to start on guitar until one year a student came to me and they're actually 11 and I went oh you're actually 11 so now I'm teaching 11 year olds this pattern continued until I was teaching 7 year olds 6 5 now of course managing expectations depends with age yeah and depends too on let's say if they do 4 sports and they have homework and there's only so much stuff that they can fit into their week yeah. Um, so really it can depend on what age uh, so I generally say any age if you manage expectations and then it depends if the child is four or five I've taught kids as young as four and the parents come in as well of course and they observe the lesson so that they're hearing what needs to be done mm-hmm. so they go home with the knowledge of what needs to be worked on and that does help the child yeah absolutely and I suppose just to flesh out that managing expectation, uh, what I gather from that when you mean that is just that like you need to be aware that we'd say just simple basic motor skills mm. just aren't there for a four or five year old. Well, but there are exceptions always to the rule. Yeah. But yeah. you can't like it's not fair to expect your child to be able to play whatever five minute song or a four minute song straight through all the chord changes and everything yeah, and even within a six months or a year it mightn't happen Like, and you'll always catch the exception on YouTube of course oh yes <laughs> some deadly kids <laughs> up on YouTube <laughs> but um, yeah no definitely like for me um, now having said that like it would be generally on average I teach seven years upwards um, yeah below that then it would be a case of building the skills just anchoring in that whole thing of this is how you make full on chords and maybe they make half chords to begin yeah. and uh, then as time goes on they have the general rules of how to construct chords as the hands build strength and stuff yeah. like that and I would say like especially on guitar when I started guitar there was no realisation that there was the kind of building a bass was important and to get that stuff out of the way between the ages of 5, 6 and 7 I'd say is great attribute to them going forward mm. you know because when I started playing the guitar I promptly stopped first of all <laughs> <After> the first <laughs> few sore fingers oh Jesus after the first few weeks like just getting from trying to get from G to C like there's just so so many little moves going on in the fingers there and all that stuff like they, I think the expectation was a bit too high um when I started playing anyway like but definitely I, I a stepping stone approach to that would be I'd say be excellent the way I start is like I look and let's say you know kids vary in size so if, if one chord is a stretch I immediately rule out some associated chords and from there yeah. on then I end up moving it up and up yeah yeah exactly so <coughs> I suppose that's one of the major variables there we, is size how big your kid is will make a huge difference because as you know mm. four to five year olds vary a lot um, I suppose coming on to the drums then uh, the drums will probably be one of the most suitable instruments for taking up at a young age because my daughter Julia who's a year and a half old can already pick up a stick and hit me with it <laughs> so you know that's a good start but you know the, the, the motor skills of the gross motor skills are, are fine motor skills of picking up a stick and hitting something are you know they're not that uh, hard to manage so I I would take kids um, 
from as you know from as young sometimes as three or four but when you get three years old it's they're usually not really able to attend the lesson properly there's they're just too flighty like they have other life priorities yes yeah <laughs> to say the least but they i mean they they can still it's enjoy it like what i'd be going with uh, from from the drumming perspective anyway is really not focusing on technical stuff at all so it's just uh and immer- immersing the child in music and like i might even the way the roughly the way i structure my class will be uh five minutes kind of attending trying to trying to get whatever rhythm you're doing and i I'd, I'd have a very limited amount of uh tones that i'm going to try and get out i use buckets sorry for the mm. young kids and i have a very limited tones i have three tones that i'm trying to get out of the bucket and like very very basic rhythms around those and uh i do five minutes of that and then generally 10 minutes games now i try and incorporate a little bit of drumming into the games i often do but sometimes no sometimes you just want to set an atmosphere in the, in the room that they're willing to come <coughs> in and enjoy and they think it's music and i suppose uh we were talking about this before like when when are the when are your when is your child sorry experience in being a musician and I, I was telling you before like the kids don't really rate singing because it just comes it's just so natural to sing it's almost like talking well and they they kind of do it from school like really early in school so sometimes they don't make that connection that it's actually a thing you do in bands and things yeah 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 as we're saying like you know they're ask any uh, anybody out there who Beyonce knows is Mm, she's a singer I would consider her a musician but for some reason kids don't make the connection but often when they come then and hold the drumsticks and play the bucket in front of it they can make the connection with like all of a sudden I'm a musician and they're having that positive uh, reinforcement like with uh, that they can play music then and that's all you want like Mm. for me that's all I'd be going for for the first two years I can play music and I can play songs and it's a sense of belonging they're part of a tribe that absolutely is doing something let's say if it's a kid like well I'm speaking from personal experience too like if they weren't that into sport like to belong to a group that does something different yeah. is really cool and to belong to a music group is good yeah yeah so yeah I would uh, for mine I would uh, for my lessons I'd have like always group lessons for that age group <coughs> generally and um a lot of people who come into the lessons on the tavern, especially with the younger ages, they do consider how much learning is going on. <laughs> Sometimes I do myself. But it's not about, as I said, the technical stuff and making everyone sit down and belt through a three or four minute piece because it's just not going to happen. So you just want them to positively engage with the music. So I would start as young as th- uh, four and sometimes three, depending on the child, if they're if they're ready for it you'd know within no time at all and it's dependent then on instrument of course like we're just talking about drums and guitar here because that's our field yeah well I would say like after experiencing both that would say that you know the drums are just because you can follow the rhythm with your ear Mm -hmm. as well there's nothing to it if you hear like like a lot of kids can play that back to you on the drums straight away or my favourite one is like when I'd say we're moving on to rhythm and if a younger student goes oh god and all of a sudden I'll do the football and do the football club yeah like they next thing they do it and I was like you have loads of rhythms you just 
didn't put labels on those rhythms. Yeah. So now now we won't be strumming that rhythm, but we'll we'll do something kinda like it. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, so ages. Yeah, it can vary and one of my favourite examples is like I don't know, some of my students have it in their head that I began when I was like six, like a some child prodigy sort of effort and yeah. like I started when I was twelve. Practice. It's all practice. Like you get one student who's been playing for two years and next thing another student comes along who all of a sudden has been playing for six months if they're practicing twice as much they're going to get there as soon as possible like. yeah yeah I suppose then it's kind of knowing your child then at that stage isn't it and knowing maybe which teacher wouldn't be as strict on practice or whatever like that but yeah I mean without practice it's very hard to oh, big time. to make progress and to bring it back to the whole thing then if it depends how many activities they've gone on mm. kind of don't want your child to be like stressed out just to fit in their practice on top of their da 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 dum all the activities yeah, on yeah, top yeah. of homework as well yeah yeah so. exactly so like how do I get my child to play music like straight away they're um, even just by playing a simple rhythm like the football hand clap I would consider that music and mm. then it's up to the teacher then to kind of flesh that out yeah and uh, to try and find the lessons that might be suitable uh, another area then that I think you were discussing before was the topic of enthusiasm oh yeah completely like if if there's no enthusiasm okay there's a certain period of time that they could come for lessons for um but if they're still if you're swimming upstream against the current like it's just try something different yeah. um like i've had students as young as four years ago who might just had have had it in their head they saw a guitar player on tv one night and went i want to do guitar Mm. and then of course at that age you do have that sensation of I want to try this I want to try this I want to try this but I genuinely think giving a child a chance if they do spark up and ask for about a specific instrument that act on it mm. and the thing about that then is at least you tried um, I definitely but enthusiasm is everything and that's why the way I teach is I find out what songs they're into and I base my teaching around those songs and that way they're doing a song they're enthusiastic about I'll have my own suggestions as well of course mm. but what that does is that keeps the enthusiasm going and I keep checking in because what might make an 11 year old enthusiastic about music about playing something once they turn 13 all those older bands they're into like let's say One Direction they kind of lose some of their coolness when some kids hit the teenage years they had coolness? <laughs> well with some kids oh man <laughs> I, I, well no they'll deny it now but definitely they had coolness at some stage oh, with some yeah. of the community absolutely oh yeah Jesus um, yeah the, just going from a personal point of view like after years of banjo Irish dancing failed attempts at guitar the whole lot for me a myriad of any amount of failed attempts at music I wound up in a position where I was 13 years old where I did not want to do music in secondary school and my dad just made a call and he said you are doing it and that's the end of that um, but it re the whole music only started properly for me well no I was always into music in, let's say but I mean engaging with an instrument and being a musician only started when I was like 13 as well so like like yourself I came to it quite late uh, it was all down to heavy metal heavy metal music I mean it, it, unless that intervened at that moment like where I first heard Nirvana Metallica and 
that kind of hard heavy hitting sound I just needed that almost when I was young fella like but I mean through that then my music teacher Mike Arrigan was able to teach me all the rudiments of drumming through those songs but he be, he was careful to he would always think oh why don't we do this one next week or that one next week he would know the songs and I think for teachers knowing what where to meet the kids with music is huge fundamentally yeah huge thing yeah exactly yeah it's it's the cornerstone really of, of music education as far as I'm concerned um, and then I just went from there like I eventually got into reggae jazz blues and it comes a blur like yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah one you just hear one song I remember the police were a big influence then after that um, but yeah heavy metal it all started there with heavy metal yeah and I remember like I, I played violin for a couple of years and that, that would have been classically based and like the train in my fingers got over those years was brilliant where like I hopped on guitar and all of a sudden I hadn't made the connection looking back then now I know the connection but like I had so many years of my fingers doing stuff on violin that when I moved on to guitar they were nimble and they had independence and coordination yeah and what happened was yeah I basically one night I was sitting at home and this is why I'd always base my when parents would inquire and things like that about enthusiasm if there's enthusiasm act on it that'd be my ethos yeah 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 Um, like I was I think I was 12 and I saw an Argus catalogue at home one evening I was going through it went through the toy section went through the home daycare section didn't hold much uh, nice yeah yeah I like the home <laughs> daycare section now but uh, no I was going through and I just happened to find the musical instruments page and I saw a clip and it was a photo of Brian Adams looking pretty cool as he played a guitar and he was holding an electric and I did ask I was like can I get an electric and the general advice out there is to start on acoustic just for the fingers so my mom absolutely hopped on it and so what happened was uh, within a week um, I had a guitar and I wasn't going for lessons I put my foot down I remember like I, I remember being so adamant because you're around 12 now I didn't like to be boxed in with things and was starting to in the teenage way kind of go against things and yeah. um, so to prove a point I was like going out and I was learning everything I could just to prove how much I didn't need lessons like I'd some of the stuff I'd cover with students that might take four weeks I was getting it in two nights class and I was showing everyone I was like oh I got this chord got this chord and the whole time just saying listen I'm not going for lessons <laughs> jeez <laughs> but what happened was I remember it was a past um, a past students concert Yourself and the lads were playing. I don't. Do you remember this? Oh yeah. Well, which was it? Oh, in the in the Kilcuna. Yeah, in Kilcuna. Oh, yeah, so yeah. you were up, and you were playing. You played whiskey in the jar, Sultan's of Swing, and I want it all by Queen. Oh yeah. And I remember Sultan's of Swing, seeing a thief play the last the last bit, and I'll never forget that moment where, and it's on video. My head is just angled towards thief playing the lead, <laughs> and uh, I I ended up saying. I went up to my mum at the end of that that night and tail between my legs I think I want lessons <laughs> yeah. and so I asked her who taught FIF and so we got the contact and I began going to Declan and uh, the first lesson I rocked in and no like I could only imagine this happening he's the teacher he said uh, have you been playing long and I said about a month and uh, what do you want to do I said, do you know Sultan's a swing? The last bit. <laughs> Not even the chords, just the last bit. And 
What happened was he kind of said, um, "Let's just check your open cords." Managing expectations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, in fairness, like yeah, it was open cords, and then then he gave me bark cords, like which is a nice fence to jump over. Mm. I was so determined though, like I had them learned within a week, um, in some fashion. And on the back of the page, I still have the page. You can see Sultan's swing, uh, the solo, and just down to the enthusiasm thing. I thought it was so cool. I was going to Declan, uh, Declan Collins, and it was amazing. Where this is pre YouTube days, where like he was the fastest player I'd ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And he knew all these cool songs. He would suggest and steer me down a certain path, and then if I came in saying I was listening to Oasis lately, we'd cover those songs. And really, my own teaching has taken so much from the teaching I got from him. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, trying to trying to catch that crest of the wave of enthusiasm, like just hearing you recall all that. It's still there for you, like it's still right mm. there. It's so exciting, and that's what music can be like for for kids. It can be everything. Like I remember at the time as well before YouTube. Like you'd be absolutely counting down the days, like for your next music lesson. <laughs> I don't know. Does anybody go like that anymore with YouTube in it? But maybe they do. I'm sure they do. I'm sure, some kids are dying for the lessons. But um, yeah, just to go in and experience someone playing live, like the stuff that you might hear on a record, and you'd be going, "Oh wow, how do they do that?" Like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I used to love it. Um, so yeah, that's that's. I suppose enthusiasm is the biggest thing, and the best way to do that is to is to listen out for what your kids suggest. I suppose that's kind of an obvious one, really, isn't it? And what artists they're into? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, I definitely with Ed Sheeran gain a mass popularity like the amount of smaller guitars I see going around with people and the amount of people in more singing and playing now than there used to be I feel anyways yeah yeah and um, as you were saying there you mentioned the police and bands like that like I remember we'd the music trip we had in school um, the Doors tour oh god yeah this was like what 2000 2001 and yeah I think it was early 2001 wow but I, I'll never forget that was the first time that loads of stuff was played I was in a bus we were going around the country and some of the older gang had made mixtapes oh yeah, yeah. for anybody out there who doesn't <laughs> know what a mixtape is just uh, google it yeah. it's send, like a Spotify playlist send me a PM I'll send you on on the old mixtapes <laughs> um, but basically yeah there was all these songs and um, it was basically could hear Roxanne for the first time then Toto mm. but even back then like had to ask somebody what was the third song that was played what band was that yeah 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 that was great and that's um, that's what drove my playing and enthusiasm on an instrument so you'd often find that I'd imagine with drums as well like Joe, people get into certain bands and things like that oh yeah it's funny with drums actually that even though it's been 20 what has it been 20 years now nearly since I started learning the drums oh it has been cripes but anyway it's a lot of the same bands that the kids want to learn they still want to learn Led Zeppelin Still want to learn Nirvana. Still want to learn uh, Blink-182, Metallica. All the same bands are still around because that was just such a... I don't know. It was just such a kind of... Um, era. It's such an era, yeah, yeah. Where modern contemporary drumming was formed like... In, you know, it was kind of going away from the big ridiculous drum kits of the 80s where everyone was... Like, like people couldn't connect with those or relate to those because it was just... Well, you couldn't see the drummer for a Overdrive, start. Overdrive, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who, who's making you all that sound behind the eight toms? <laughs> yeah. What's that hair behind the drums? <laughs> um, 
So yeah, it was coming into the nineties, and I suppose the grunge era was so so huge. And but I mean, it was just great music. More, nowadays, it's more like Arctic Monkeys and Twenty One Pilots and a bit of Muse. Now I I haven't been teaching one on one for two years, so I'm sure it's all changed since then. Have to ask Deanna what it is. I do a mix of groups and one two one. Um, the thing is, like with it, it depends on the artist that's out and. It depends on the student as well, of course. Like if if a student gets into, let's say, Metallica, but they get into like some crazy mad fast solo, and you kind of have to see what else they're into and build them up to the crazy fast solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but anyway, if you hear your kid going around listening to whatever, jump on it. I suppose is the overall message there. Yeah, definitely. And can, any any instrument. Yeah, and it can it, it, it you don't know where it'll stop for them, you know. It, it's amazing oh man the, the places we've been and the people we've met and the experiences oh yeah it's yeah amazing. and I suppose that's one of the main reasons that we're teachers now like. and that's why we're chatting here like yeah. if we didn't if I didn't open that Argos page who yeah. knows yeah to mention just Deck again Declan Collins Mike yeah. Hagen and, and of course our school teacher Mairead Burrell big time was a huge influence on us they, like they, what they gave us was just amazing yeah it was the environment and the guidance and yeah mm amazing um, so we've gone through what age we've gone through we said 3-4 for drums maybe 4-5 or 6 for guitar gone through enthusiasm is probably the main thing when you're starting your child playing music to yeah to, to me anyways and I know there could be many people out there who will say something different you know so at the end of the day it's only yeah my own view Oh yeah, well uh, yeah, and I'd share the same view. Yeah, as that yeah. So just about the age, then the other thing can be what instrument is a generally good instrument to begin, and it can depend. You know, like we we're saying earlier, like if the child, if your child does uh, spark up and want to take up xylophone, whatever the instrument could be, and the enthusiasm's there, and it's affordable for you, um, and you've space. <laughs> that's that's yeah. another another consideration, but um. It varies and it depends then on like size. Some instruments you can't take up really until you've grown more. Like because they're heavier and things like that. Mm. You know, but Yeah, double bass being like the extreme of that. <laughs> oh yeah. I wonder is there a mini double bass? <laughs> a baby <laughs> double bass. Yeah. Cello? So yeah, I mean instrument you just have to kinda of use your, your common sense there as well. Like with I know with drums it's very easy to play the buckets and um, to play on, on a snare or tom it's called which is just like an individual drum drum kit then can be a challenge alright up until about the age of 8 usually 7 mm. or 8 where the legs just simply are not long enough to, to work through it now you can get Spongebob drum kits in Smiths oh yeah they do Spongebob <laughs> guitars as well in Smiths oh you could have a Spongebob band no the, the tuning doesn't stay that well in them I'm afraid yeah. but it looks so cool. <laughs> yeah, the tone of the SpongeBob drums is um, is uh, sounds like the theme tune. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But uh, so I suppose uh, size does matter for drums a bit as well. But it won't stop you starting drums early on an individual drum or whatever mm. like that. So that's a huge part as well about when do I start or how do I get my child into music? Is yeah, the uh, instrument itself. Can they play it physically? Oh, completely, yeah, yeah. And mm. friends as well can have an influence. Like, I've often gotten calls saying, oh, whoever took it up lately. And I think it's like, maybe it's a fear of missing out too that 
might get them on it now so the two of them grow up together playing or yeah. even like I've often seen it happen then where somebody will let's say astutely go okay so my son is at this instrument maybe my other son will go at this instrument so now they have two different instruments and there's two different experiences in the house oh yeah you know that can vary that was like my house for sure yeah geez imagine like John yourself and Fief playing guitar and drums oh yeah yeah um, and that that greatly helped us both being able to play along um, so we've gone through what instrument what age to kind of depend on the size the enthusiasm factor which we spent a long time on but it's so important um, how do you find a teacher internet 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 really yeah well it can depend as well you know like I always when I try and think of things like that I think what would I do now and everybody's so different you've let's say some person's method might be they go to Facebook and they go oh this got great reviews we'll just send them there mm. um, another person might be well you know what I'm caught on time um, I'm sending my child for five other activities so I'll just go here it's up the road another person it could be really down to oh my friend's uh, my friend's daughter goes to that teacher so it'd be cool for them to go to the same yeah it totally varies yeah yeah I suppose going from my own I would be a big recommendations person so if I got a recommendation and do you mean from a person or online oh off a person yeah yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd want to know yeah. I'd want to have some kind of tangible connection with the with the, the lesson itself like to know that so there's someone up the road or there's someone in Athlone or wherever yeah, but it's yeah. like oh you have to go to this teacher that's generally how I would operate anyway myself yeah I know I'd be quite conscious of time like so I'd bring the, it depends there's sometimes a hierarchy that happens you know it's like yeah, yeah. but um, yeah it all depends it's usually down to your best judgement and then let's say if you did start with somebody and you felt it wasn't working out if it's only a term at least you tried it that's the thing yeah exactly and there's so many teachers around this area anyway around oh and with many like yeah and every single teacher has different approaches like we were saying earlier that like we change our own approach each teacher usually changes their own approach oh yeah then when you have this big sea of teachers it's like you have multiple approaches yeah yeah it's great which is great and and there's so many instruments covered as well locally yeah, we are in Hetford, by the way. In case you're listening in <laughs> in Hetford, in, in right Galway, now in Ireland. In case you're listening in uh, Shanghai or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. No, I'd say I wouldn't have any bother finding teachers around here anyway. But for for other people, it's just about getting online and the base the basic stuff. And like I said, considering those three big things. Yeah, and that that's where like let's say YouTube, the likes of people learning on YouTube, um, like somebody in an area that like might be in a real real um rural isolated area and they've internet that's where like the likes of youtube and stuff can really kick in for somebody oh yeah you know oh yeah to think like the amount of lessons that are out there for kids to learn online is unbelievable like what's insane like and it caters to everything i was having this discussion with the student yesterday like let's say if you're more of a visual learner um and you already have the capabilities built you can just go online to like ultimate guitar which is a massive online library of guitar tabs and cards then if you want an actual lesson there's YouTube where you'll and like we're saying teachers and different approaches where if I look up right now Stairway to Heaven solo lesson I'm going to get probably at least 10 different oh yeah if not more different <laughs> lessons yeah yeah different lessons and I can choose based on the teacher's style 
based on how they phrase, how they communicate, how they play. Yeah. You know, it's it's geez, the possibilities are endless. I know, nowadays. yeah. And for, for drummers like it's unbelievable. The one thing you always wanted as a drummer growing up anyway, I'm not sure how kids even manage this. Like do they do they even know it wasn't a thing like all you have to do is hit YouTube to slow down to fifty percent. I love that button. Oh my it's great. god. Well for drums especially like it's it's because it the movements are so big like you can just work out easily especially with all the high definition videos that are mm. on now like I mean that would take me maybe a year to try and figure out what someone was doing from a CD or a tape back in the day like I'd have to listen to it a thousand times but the only thing is that um, there was a certain amount of uh, learning going on there when I was re-listening to those fills over and over and over again because uh, one thing I do find is, is uh, tone management on the kits are is changing a lot. Okay. I've noticed that. Yeah, it's amazing. So you don't listen as much, you look more now. So your management of tone isn't as good because you're literally just going Tom Sneer, hi hat sneer, Tom Sneer, hi hat. Oh that's the fill done. I learned it. So it's like but there might be like oh, like there might be so many dynamics within the fill that you oh, could yeah. only get yeah. from listening, listening, listening again and again and again. Yeah, I had that written up on my board yesterday in my teaching room that, um, like, I say, what's the main goal here when we're learning a solo? And it can be very easy to go, notes. Once I have the notes, it's all good. And then I was thinking, well, no, because phrasing, I was doing Walk This Way by, um, what do you call them, Aerosmith. Shoot. Oh, it's deadly. I want to say Run DMZ, but, um, <laughs> and I was like, what's, what's the main goal? And, like, notes was said, and then I broke it down to, well, how about the tone? Because if you play that nice and smooth and stuff it just isn't the song yeah and like you were saying yeah it's definitely things have really moved into a more visual medium now like ah yeah everyone is way more being brought into the visual world due to phones and laptops and everything yeah but um yeah that cog wheel on YouTube I'd use that loads oh like, yeah I'd always like in lessons if we're playing a video because let's face it like um I'd have a good lot of experience at watching things and copying and then I'd say to students, how would you like to get twice as good at copying something? No. They go, i say the next, like, five seconds. And they're usually looking, oh, what's about to go down here? <laughs> and uh, next thing, uh, I hit the cogwheel. And all of a sudden, they're now spotting all these different things the guitar players, or even the bass player and the drummer in the background or singer are at. Yeah. But the the thing is, though, it wouldn't be... Um, it's great to use it. And I, I'm still debating this, whether... Does the capability and the skill build if somebody keeps using that or does it become a crutch that they become really good at watching it at half speed? I'm I'm still debating that in my head. Yeah, good point. That is what question for the ages. That's interesting. We should have like a question of the ages section of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is today's question of the ages. <laughs> um uh, of course then we're on we're just with the last two here uh, affordability of the instrument is also important um, so even if your child is mad enthusiastic about playing a Stradivarius violin you <laughs> <laughs> may not be able to jump straight in there you might want to send them along for a couple of lessons before you do that um, affordability is everything is, is key so with all done deal and adverts and all that stuff though has really helped people be able to afford secondhand equipment and there's so much stuff out there again going back to the internet has just changed 
the whole game really from when we were oh yeah growing com- up. completely and any um any instrument at all like let's say if a child did come say oh i want to do it no if they if they did come out with the big long word stradivarius i just love that <laughs> word i want a stradivarius but like the great thing is nowadays like as years go on odds are somebody might have an uncle and aunt someplace that used to play an instrument yeah um or else there is the likes of dundee and there's local music stores and everything like that and good pricing options there's there's we're definitely living in the age where there's more options than ever before yeah yeah exactly so affordability is just a consideration really it's not going to be something that stops you or causes any major speed bumps I would say um, that's kind of all we wrote down then really we did a good bit of musing anyway from our own personal lives like what music has brought us and and where it has brought us and how we got into it ourselves so I hope that helps people uh, on their mission to try and how do I get my child into music mm. um, yeah sum up I suppose enthusiasm really is the big one isn't it yeah 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 definitely um, like for me like as we were saying with the podcast like this is a good example of imperfect action we just said I'll just do it like ah, yeah. you know um, so yeah I could describe the setup here at the minute but probably won't <laughs> <laughs> do wait yeah yeah, yeah. so um but it'll be getting better as time goes on and as time passes Um, so yeah so basically like we were saying we set it up just because of teaching conversations we kept having ourselves Mm. and even if we're set up for a gig we'll end up talking about teaching or if we're coming home from the gig together we'll end up talking about teaching yeah 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 but um, yeah it's basically it'll be to do with music education and ideas and if anybody's any questions at all if you want to get in touch yeah it'd be great feedback would be great because uh, a huge part of for me anyway will be will be trying to refine my own teaching through you you know using the podcast to build a community of teachers and a community of parents or yeah, anyone else time. music enthusiasts in general but I suppose focusing on music learning as opposed to just regular how fast can you play this or how fa- it'll be all like how how can I train a person how to play that fast or whatever yeah it's kind of going into more depth and uh, yeah definitely connecting with teachers parents and uh, like even students as they get older listening um, it's just good info to have at times yeah absolutely and uh, yeah the feedback would be great if anybody has any because uh, we can be taking notes and mm. refining what we're doing here as well yeah what are we going to do in the next podcast I don't know same thing we do every week <laughs> <laughs> yeah um anyway. Yeah, yeah we'll so we'll be out. back next week. Yeah. Some more musical musings. So yeah, we're um we're recording these on like Wednesday mornings, so aim to get them up as soon as possible after that. Yeah. Okay, so um I think that's about it. Yeah. We wrap it there. Yep. Yeah, okay. Be. Thanks for listening. Catch you soon. Okay, see you later everyone.